Bienvenidos. Welcome to the Painter Files podcast. Hola, galeras. I hope you're well. It's me, Jaws Blake. You already know this. This is episode 143. It's an art blog about just living life and experience and knowing things and doing stuff. <laughs> and a few art stories along the way. So, how you been? Good job. Uh, I'm good, honestly. I'm tired, but I'm good. I've been trying to figure out how to get a bunch of things done and do a bunch of things and learn how little bits go together and come apart and just the interlockings and workings of all these weird little plots and plans in my life, which is to say absolutely nothing. Um, no, I've just been trying to keep this place clean we have open house stuff we have lots of cool things going on it's a little difficult i'm not gonna lie it's uh living in your house while trying to keep it super pristine is difficult um it's just not easy i think a lot of people have these ideas in their minds of how all this works and sadly a lot of them are kind of coming from places that don't make any sense um I think the most interesting thing about trying to sell your home is just trying to, like I said, make it look really fancy, but also live in it at the same time, but also make it look very easy for someone else to just come in and live and do whatever. And that is difficult. That is very, very difficult. Um, I'm just trying to get everything done. I mean, it's all I can really think to do. I did go to the art store today. I picked up some more paper so I can work on some more artworks. I got to contact FedEx and get in touch with them again and see where they are in this infinite loop of it's not my fault, but I did lose it type of mentality. So that's fun. I'm doing a lot with art right now. I'm painting. I'm finding these kind of interesting little patterns and textures i'm listening to like my dreams i'm taking new supplements and just kind of looking inward to grab all these really kind of wild and majestic concepts behind my eyes into my fingers and that's kind of interesting on how it goes i ran into an old man who tried to argue with me about me correcting people when they say my name wrong (laughs) instead of going yeah you can just call me jay it's all right and he was like no you don't do that you got to stick with your things and whatever and i was like i mean i don't care old man i just don't care like if it were a case of if it were a case of people not being able to find me that would be one thing but these people do find me and then they buy art and they do all that stuff So it's not as much a, it's not as much a thing as I think he thought it would be. I think he thought it would be this whole thing where, you know, they're saying Jawara as opposed to Jawara and that it was suddenly going to change everything and make things really difficult, like I said, for people to find me. But, you know, everything's painter files at this point. Painter files, Jay is a painter. Painter is the key thing. Uh, Justine even joked about 
if I decided to do a show where I did some stuff with some cooking people that I could call it Painter's Kitchen. And I was like, oh, Painter is my, Painter is definitely my, my label <laughs> that sticks with people. Uh, I like that. I think it's really funny and interesting. I've, I've, I've overtaken this thing. So, yeah. It's just, it's just nice. You know, you figure out what your lane is and you lean into it hard. And that's kind of what I've been doing. So I feel pretty happy about that. Excuse me. Yawned. Um, I ran across this very strange thing uh, for a serious note where I saw this artwork that people were making in condolences for all the horrible things that have been happening, the shootings and the death and the war and et cetera. And I was talking to someone who's another artist who's not a black person or a person of color. And we were just talking about how, you know, it's a, it's difficult. Like he, he was surprised to find out like how often a lot of us like contemplate our mortality we wonder if, like, if we die in this way, will people remember us or will we be one of those people that nobody ever hears about? You know, it's 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 a strange, like, uncomfortable conversation that sometimes you have about just, you know, mortality. It's difficult. Like, I'm still a very young man, but, I mean, I am 40, so I'm not the youngest of men and yeah you know you think about that you think about you know if i die this way will will there be any significance to my life like will i just be this person who ceased to exist and then that's the end of it will there be you know will this be the beginning of a revolution will this be will it matter to people will there be a response will there be judge justice you know like how do you how do you hope deeply that if you're unlawfully murdered by a stop and frisk or a pullover for you know a tail light being out or whatever whatever the reasoning going and you are you are killed in a police violence like, will they be held responsible? It's scary. I mean, it's a very scary reality. I think a lot of people are very nervous, and they don't wish to admit they're they're fearful of it, which I think is always, oftentimes, the hardest part about it is just not having the conversation, the open conversation about what it means to be a, a person of color who fears for their life when the police drive behind them, even when they're not pulling them over because, you know, you're, you're afraid you're going to be the next Michael, Mike Brown or Trayvon Martin or anything of this nature. And it's, it's very scary. And like, I know like the answer some people give is like, Oh, well, you know, use that, make something out of that, make some art and express that and so on and so forth. But like the expression is life expression is living it's not 
a image on a canvas. It's not color patterns. It's not a palette. It's not any of those things. The expression is life. And it's just kind of difficult, you know? You want to you wanna do all these things and be all these ways. Like, I remember painting that mural downtown off uh, 12th Street and just being, you know, a little terrified that some random crazy person who was just uncomfortable with the idea of, you know, painting on a sidewalk and on a stoop legally was somehow an affront to them and, you know, some violence would happen from it via the police or via someone calling the police on me or even, you know, some person feeling that they need to protect what they feel is theirs, even though it's not, you know. But these are worries. These are legit worries and fears that a lot of people I know who are like me, who make art publicly, worry about. It's a scary concept. I don't know. I just don't know. I want to do great things, and I want to do them without looking over my shoulder. Maybe that's a lot to ask to some people, but I feel like that's like a base thing to ask for. You're hired to do a job, and at your job you were never afraid that someone was going to come in and blow you away or try and end the freedoms that you have to just exist in a space. It's oftentimes been referred to as... uh living while while black or brown and that's it just living i know some people won't relate to this some people won't understand it but i'm asking uh empathy and solidarity for all these things because like that's all i really can do i can't i can't ask for much more than that because my life is exactly the way it is like we are not we are not incapable or capable of not understanding each other. So I guess that's the key. I think a lot of people have this weird mentality of when they hear phrases and they hear social rights issues and so on and so forth. They assume if they can't relate to it, it's because it's not about them. But then, you know, it needs to be more inclusive. But, like, women's rights are about individuals who have the ability, who have uterus, who have a uterus, who are allowed, you know, to decide whether they wish to have children or not have children via they be a he, she, they, them, etc., um, it doesn't, it's not involving those who, who can't, who've never, well, not those who can't, but those who, who, you know, are not capable of doing so, trying to depict their rights on their lives. The same thing goes with, you know, Black Lives Matter. Like, if it doesn't feel like it affects you, I don't know why you feel you need to be a part of the conversation. Like, just listen. Just listen and learn. That's all you can do. Stop Asian hate. 
the same thing. If you feel like it doesn't affect you, then just quietly listen to the stories of the people who it does. Learn from all the things that they're trying to tell you. It's, it's less complicated than one would think it is. And then there's so many other things that are going on. Um, but yeah, you know, in all else fails, just listen to people. You'll learn so much if you just listen to the people who are trying to tell you their stories about what their experiences are like. Whew, so that was deep. Um, <laughs> I've been working on my next art book. That is my, my big goal in the next two years that I'm just trying to accumulate art and accumulate these massive pieces and how I want them all to go in books and have shows and promote and do all these types of things. I'm looking at a friend of mine who has like these wooden shelves they use to show off like cards and stuff like that. And so I'm just trying to kind of understand what works and see all these little bits and pieces and you know, just trying to really get it. <laughs> I know that doesn't, that sounds so vague, just trying to get it. But I mean, yeah, just trying to get everything the way that I need it to go to help me reach the goals that I'm, I'm finding myself needing. I want to do a lot of 3D stuff. I want to make like sculptures and I want to make, you know, notepads and I want to make uh, patches and stickers and shirts and all that stuff too. But and web comics and all that stuff, but I have to kind of focus a little more on exactly the projects that I'm working on, and then I can do the other stuff after I do that. I think that's probably the hardest part. The hardest part is just finding the focus to not spread myself so thin that I'm not accomplishing my goals in any direction, and I think that's really the most difficult part. Like it's like reading three books at once and you read like one paragraph on one and one paragraph on another and one paragraph on another. And then you try and read the newspaper and then you try and read other newspapers and then you're trying to learn another language so you can read other newspapers and so on and so forth. And like that's how my brain kind of stays in a lot of ways, which is scary <laughs> for me sometimes because it's so hard to stay like on these very narrow paths so I find them kind of branching and spreading out and touching towards like the sky and you know I'm trying not to Icarus myself and melt my wax wings so to speak so there's that uh, I also made a shirt for Painter's Breakfast which is my Monday morning uh, breakfast show I do once a week if you've never listened to Painter's Breakfast, I suggest you go to the YouTube Painter Files. There's uh, several episodes on there right now. It goes from the newest to the oldest. And I'm just really happy with it. Like I, I was telling Alec today, I was like, I had 10 people sitting in there just interacting with me, going and interacting with each other and so on and so forth. And like, I'm just very happy about that. I realize it's not 10,000 people. Like some of these people who max out all their, who max out like all their, you know, members 
so they can have these events and stuff. And I, I realize like that's not what I do, but that's also not what I'm kind of reaching for. Like I don't ever, I don't think I don't ever want to have a lot of fans. Like I have a lot of fans now, but I don't ever want to have so many that I can't talk to them. I love communicating with people. I love having these like moments, these subtle things. Like with my Patreon, I've got the the uh, write a letter thing that I do, my pa- my um, pen pal thing. I love that. I love being able to like connect to people and find need some water and find just a familial feeling. If that was the truth of things. <laughs> And I love like sharing like sketchbook drawings and like like projects mid thing and whatnot. And so that's the other reason why there's a Patreon, you know. I'd love to just share those things like freely, to be completely honest. But, you know, I'm a person who lives in the world, so I do need money. So I, I offer these things as things that I offer in my Patreon, as you well know. Um, and, yeah, it's just beautiful, you know. It's just this really beautiful thing that is about making art and finding connections with people connections 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 i keep saying that word i'm just really i'm happy i know that sounds a little you know simple <laughs> but you know simple happiness is okay it doesn't always have to be this outwardly complex strange weird thing that goes on and is unattainable I think a lot of the goals that we want to reach sometimes we need to kind of curtail them so that we can actually do them I think a lot of us have like goals that we want to reach that are oftentimes past the points in which we are willing to go to completion on them and so I'm always trying to make sure that my my artwork that I try to work on gets gets done like I love finding pieces that I I haven't quite finished and then finishing them because sometimes you know I work with ink I work with paint I work with lots of water and stuff like that and so it can be kind of difficult to jump on it immediately I have to let it dry and let it spread and see how it goes and I love the unpredictability of it but the unpredictability is sometimes what takes so long <laughs> to get stuff accomplished because you cannot cease to make things exactly the way they're supposed to go in your mind when you can't really show people where that is and how that goes. So I'm wanting to just get there checking something online which is like the worst thing to do while doing this but yeah I've been working on kind of like textures and patterns and stuff and I'm not sure exactly where they're going to go and how they're going to go I used to do them as like a tattoo type of thing that I would put on my characters that I would paint later like designs and patches and stuff like that and I may go back to that I've got a lot more paper now so I can actually go back into the ways that I was doing stuff I had to put tarps down of course because now we have new carpet and we're trying to sell the place. I can't get ink on the floor and stuff like that and paint. But, uh, yeah, you know, 
it's coming together. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but maybe it is silly. Maybe I'm silly. I don't know. But I feel like I feel like I'm getting there. I still got to paint parts of the apartment. I've got to find like, you know, I got to paint the baseboards a little bit in some spots where there's ink and paint on them. I've got to paint the door and do little stuff like that. And I'm doing these things. They are coming together. Um, there's definitely an exhausted aspect of it. There's a, there's a full body workout that comes with painting large areas that I don't think people oftentimes think about. Like your whole body's just like stretching and moving and bending and you're climbing things and doing whatnots. And I, I used to kind of imagine like this invisible body that was kind of helping me and, and pushing me up and holding me so that I was not so fearful of being, you know, 30 feet up in the air, painting these, these roofs and these ceilings and these walls and indoor, outdoor, you know, the wind and so on and so forth. So just like an assistant, <laughs> a faceless assistant who was fearless and would hold me to make sure that I was okay and I was safe and protect me. It's interesting. I know that's like the strangeness of <laughs> this one of the stranger things I've probably admitted in a lot of ways, but you know, it's it's what gets you through it is the big thing. Sometimes you have to, you know, imagine the world in a different way to get through everything. There's not a it's not denial, but it's definitely one of those aspects where, you know, you're alone in a lot of things. No one, no one is with me when I'm on a 20-foot ladder with headphones on other than my music. No one is with me. No one is there to tell people not to bump into things while I'm there trying not to fall to my death. <laughs> I've just got to kind of live life and do things the way that I've always wanted to do them. Maybe that's the fearless nature to always be these things that are honestly in search of just hard work and goodness. Mm. <laughs> I hope that I'm a good role model in a lot of ways. Like I don't want to be a role model, but in a way I kind of am a role model and I like being a role model. It's a bit of a conflict of thought and mind, but I hope I'm a good role model. I hope people see me and they want to strive and fight through the madness of creativity with me. I would love to give a special thanks to my sponsor, Gasotomi Inc., and also my one of my best friends and one of my strongest supporters in the world, Nedararu Rashad. <laughs> uh, he has a cool product called, a cool brand called uh, Artisan Wellness Project. Where they do lots of uh, uh, bombs and incense and just overall good for the body stuff. Your hair, your skin, your face, all that stuff. So please go check that out. Everything's in the description. Yasutome Inc. is my one of my deepest favorite inks in the whole world. I I cannot press enough how much I love their Sumi inks. They just 
they go well. You've got this really good kind of oil-based ink and also in some cases water-based inks that just they just wash really well, an ink wash and just the brushes are really nice and the paints are really beautiful and I just enjoy them so much. And you know, one day I'll get Arteza. One day I'll get Arteza paint, but we haven't got there yet. But yeah, check them out. They're great. Painterfy story. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing that all the time. I promise. Don't worry. No, un unwrite the the hateful emails. Um, no. Um, I want to humble brag this entire part of this story about the first time I got a real check for painting something. It was humbling and ridiculous and I loved the check but I hated the rest of it. <laughs> so some of you may have remembered I painted this piece for this girl that was graduating. Her mom had hired me and when I had painted the piece for her, she gave me like all these kind of, she gave me like these pictures and what she wanted me to do. And from that, I painted this, po this portrait of her and her friends. And then this college that like the things that were going up and the things that were coming down as far as like all these, like the school and so on and so forth. And the mom hated my work. <laughs> just absolutely hated my work which was strange because like I had just done like a mural uh for a grocery store so she'd already seen what my what my painting artwork looked like but I guess she expected different than that I guess she expected more kind of a classical painting of these children and their schoolings and I'm, I'm just not that guy so I painted this, and then she was like, no, I don't really like it. I wish you had done this this way, because these two are far away from one another. And so I was like, okay, I can I can do that. Um, so unlike Photoshop, you just have to kind of paint over and then go and then paint something else. Uh, and so there was a lot of kind of will they, won't they, here we go, here we won't. And this whole time I'm like trying to finish this work because I'm going out of town in a day or two for a week. So it was a very kind of stressful moment of getting this woman to just kind of agree that I was finished with the painting and that she would pay me what it was worth. And she very much had like kind of begrudgingly wrote me a check and paid me for these things. And I was like, okay, well, thank you. Uh, I saw her later, many, many, many years later, and she said her daughter took that painting with her to college, and it was like her favorite thing she's ever had. <laughs> and she just said it looked very begrudgingly and kind of like, oh, I hate that. And I was like, well, you know, kids got good taste. What can I say? Um, but I remember, yeah, it was a, it was a fight, honestly, and it really should have been thousands of dollars but i think i only charged like 350 for it which was just stupid on my part but you know you live and you learn that's how art goes but i remember being very afraid to ask for what it was really worth so i lowballed hoping that i wouldn't get rejection and a i'm not gonna pay you that that's crazy it's just art it's not worth anything 
So I, I took a class on Skillshare many, many years later. And it was just literally about writing down, like preemptively writing down all the prices that you would ever want for your work. The highest you would want to charge, the lowest you would want to charge on different sizes of work and different times it would take to paint something. And that kind of helped me in a lot of ways, honestly. I remember like it was like this is a contract to yourself. It even had like a printout thing. This is a contract to yourself. I don't have it anymore. Um, you will only, you will not accept anything less than this for your paintings of this size. And then you will not accept anything less for paintings of this size and nothing less for the paintings of this size. And you just kind of looked at them and you made sure and you manifested and all that stuff. But you basically just made yourself a promise that it was like, this is what things cost. This is how things work. This is the general way that everything kind of comes together. And it's really helped me in my life, honestly. I mean, that was a very long time ago. But, yeah, I think a lot of times with artists, we have this idea that, you know, it's not a nine-to-five. So trying to convince yourself that you're worthy of how much you would charge should fall under that. Water. <laughs> no, but just on the basic aspect of, someone said years ago, you figure out how much you would like to make in a year, and then you break that down to how, how much that would be hourly, and that's how you charge for your paintings. And then you add, you know, the cost of goods, uh, but that's how you figure out the time aspect anyways. Cost of goods, materials, etc., all those things. And it's really nice, honestly. Like, it's it breaks it all down kind of in a simplistic way so that you're not, like, convincing yourself one way or the other that something should be a price that it isn't and so on and so forth. So I just liked it. I thought it was this really, really helpful, kind of beautiful understanding of what art costs and does and so on and so forth. And that works for, you know, galleries and individual sales and commissions and just everything. And I think in a lot of ways, you kind of have to allow yourself to do stuff like that. You can't just not be willing to do something nice for yourself because you're afraid. Like, everybody's afraid. Afraid is a very normal and human attribute. Fear is just kind of the idea that you, you might be bad at something for a while, and that is okay. To be bad at something for a while is nothing to be ashamed of. We were all bad at something once, or twice, or still to this day, and that is completely fine. There is nothing, absolutely nothing wrong with being, you know, kind of clumsy about learning how to do things. Like there's so much of all that we do that is just fumbling and kind of stumbling around. You cannot guarantee that every attempt you put forward was going to be like the best and the and the most. And then there's a question of what is the best? Like what are we... 
what are we ranging the best on? Is it simply an idea of, <coughs> excuse me, more water again. Is it the idea that, you know, you're, you're checking yourself against Picasso or you're checking yourself against some type of online idea of an artist, which is oftentimes not really true of how it works and how indicative it is. Because, you know, art is, I'm not even going to say subjective, just art is art. It doesn't have to fall under any type of definition or role. Like, what I consider to be bad art is not bad art. It's just art. Someone asked me a couple days ago, if no one looked at what you made, would you continue to make it? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Without a doubt. I, my audience is wonderful, and I, I love all of you, Galeras, my Jinchi. But if no one, my mijentes, if no one was here and I was simply talking to myself like the first 20 episodes of the Painter Files podcast, then I would just talk to myself and be that person it's not it's not necessary I mean I love I love having an audience don't get me wrong there is something about kind of moving your brush and then having people look at it later on a video and go ooh, <laughs> and it gets you it really truly does it's it's such a nice wonderful feeling to experience you know the cheers and the money and so on and so forth of all these things. The following that grows as you see it expand and move move in bigger heights and more opportunities. But, I mean, those, those exist because of your passion towards what you do. They don't, they're not just kind of, they're not, uh, they're not mushrooms growing on a dead space. They are actively churning and becoming butterflies. Yeah. So we're working on meditation. <laughs> I don't know if you realized that's what we were doing. Um, yeah. I'm going to go back to a goodie that I really loved that was shared with me many, many years ago. But it has always stuck with me. And that's the uh, the root uh, meditation. So I want you to sit up in a chair. Put your feet flat on the ground. And I want you to just breathe. And I want you to imagine your feet, the bottoms of your feet, rooting deep, deep into the earth. Your soles growing little, little roots that spiral deep into the world, picking up all the energy in the pockets. Just going deep, 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 like a reverse tree into the ground. 
Mm. You're going to go through all the different parts of the cores. There's our, the layers. There, it's a word. Until you get to the core of the earth. And then I want you to just tap into that. Feel the light and the warmth of the molten core. And let it just kind of slowly fill all those roots. Energizing them like little battery cables. As it slowly works its way all the way up into your body. From the ground. To the point where you feel just full from your ankles up to your knees, up to your hips, up to your belly button, up to your shoulders, up to your hands, up to your neck, up to your face, through your ears to the top of your head. And then I want you to open up the top of your head after it's been filtered through your whole body and just feed the earth, feed everyone. Everyone that energy that has filled you and cleansed and moved forward and just give it back to the atmosphere, the positivity, the wonderfulness of it, the, the warmth. Like a faucet of positive energy. Just going. And as that happens, as you imagine all that energy filtering out of you, I want you to just kind of stretch a little bit. Stretch your shoulders, stretch your back, your chin. Your neck, your fingers, your ankles, your toes, your hips, your belly button, <laughs> your sternum, your back. Mm. Let that energy fill you up and just make you smile all big. And your cheeks, so your cheeks are tickly. Just let it be. This beautiful, wonderful moment. And as you start to feel full, I want you to cut off the connection like a little faucet from your feet. Pull all that back in. Reconnect yourself to yourself. And then close the top. So you're just you all over again. But you're full of all this beautiful energy to go through your day, your week, your life, your month year that's what it's about I hope you have a great great weekend coming up alright guys this is the end of the show I hope you had a good one I feel like that was a really good meditation just me saying um if you would love to support the podcast, which I know you do, uh, please leave a review on any major place. Uh, I also, my art book, uh, Jinshi and Painter Files, I believe probably Painter Files, the first art book, is now on Amazon. So if you'd like to purchase it, you can obviously go through that. If you would like to leave a review for the book, if you have one, that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, I've got one right now, so that would be really awesome. And uh, please check out Painter Files' YouTube channel. There's lots of fun, wonderful art stuff on there. And I guess last but not least, go to the Patreon, um, Joar Blake. And please join. There's lots of really fun, very exclusive things that go on there that I'd love to share with you. Okay. I love you, guys. Thank you for all your support. You're wonderful. 
and I will see you next week. Paint around. Ciao. Bye.